The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. Well, holy mother of fuck, we're back. Welcome to the Literally Nobody Cares podcast, Merry Christmas edition, Christmas special, four-parter, hello. Who even am I doing a Christmas special, like a four-part moment? Where is Netflix is the bigger question, hello. Uh, This could have been a stage spectacular, um, but that's okay next year, 2021, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, we've returned to the microphone, we've returned to the podcast studio, which actually, as a side note, you should all be thanking me even more than usual because... Although I am out there doing the Lord's work, I have returned to the very studio where I was brutally attacked, nay, held hostage by a spider the size of a fucking four-wheel drive, okay? Like, this thing was enormous. I can't even tell you. I don't know what to say to you. I don't know how to explain it. But this thing was really packing heat. I mean, it. oh, my Lord. If I came across that on the road... That thing would have crushed my car before I even got close to the damn thing. And you know what? They're sneaky spiders. You know, people who are like, oh, what are they going to do? And there was a termite guy here, or a pest person here the other day, because obviously I had someone immediately come to spray the entire place with, you know, a napalm-adjacent mustard gas. And he was like, you know, they can't hurt you. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's like psychological warfare, a spider. You know, they're tiny and they're swift and they can flatten themselves and be like anywhere. Oh, are they pretending to be dead? Are they actually dead? I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on, but it's psychological warfare and that shit's real. This thing was right on the corner of the door because it knew if I stay here, he can't get out. So I was trapped. We don't know if there was some sort of larger plan at play. Was he calling in friends who were trying to then come in from behind me? I mean, nobody knows what was actually going on because spiders are sneaky. What I'm saying to you is this was psychological warfare and it was real, okay? And this is the scene of the crime and I've returned. Why? Because of you good people. You're either doing the people's work, I'm doing the Lord's work. Welcome back to the show. We're doing it again. I don't know where you're joining me from. It could be your morning walk. It could be who knows where you are, really. It could just be from dinner. It could be en route to work where you're thinking to yourself, I've been without the Literally Nobody Cares podcast for some time, and I've been dealing with the Cheryls. I've been dealing with the Karens, and I've been dealing with the Christy hyphen Lees far too much to not have this sort of emotional support from the group. Well, let me tell you. Let's start off with a bit of a life update here. Let's start with a bit of a team update, if you will. If you've been following the gram, um, you're a 10. If you haven't, I don't know who you are. But anyway, if you've been following the gram, you know that we've really stepped up our content moment here over at Mangan headquarters. So we've hired someone now, Adam, who is just working exclusively around keeping the ship I was going to say on the tracks, but that wouldn't be a ship, whatever, that would be a train. Look, these sorts of like public transport adjacent movements, I'm not really familiar. So he's keeping some sort of vehicle on some sort of track, okay? Some sort of automobile, if you will, some sort of movement, some sort of, you know, I don't know what you call it. Something. It's on the tracks and we're moving towards a destination. As you can see from the Instagram content, just coming from all sorts. We're doing videos behind the scenes of the Black Friday launch. We're doing videos of our past packaging for James Cosmetics. We're doing videos of just my day. I can't even fucking breathe, okay? It's like you're right here with me. You know what I mean? Like, hello. So content for days. That's why the podcast is back on track. Now, what is happening in this four-part Christmas special? Okay, this is launching on December 2nd. I am recording this a week prior. Hello. We're trying to make sure we're ahead of time. Jess is scheduling up a storm. We have to do that because if we don't schedule up a storm, then the wheels fall off the thing and it just doesn't happen. I'm recording this extremely early in the morning because, you know, I 
you know, once the staff get here and the workday starts, we're in trouble. So it's very early in the morning. No one's here. Hello. So I've done some phone calls and now we're on this. Let me tell you about the Christmas special four weeks. Hello. This is episode one, week one. We are doing a giveaway in every single episode. Today's giveaway is a $400. It's worth more than $400, I think. Hello. Like more than $400. There's no steak knives, although it sounds like that's what I'm about to sell, but more than $400 worth of James Cosmetics. Okay. We're doing a whole situation. The set that sold out in about 30 minutes on Black Friday launch day, that's going to be in there. So the, the you know, stunning set with a stunning packaging. I'm over here selling it stunning because I designed it myself. Hello. Um, that's a complete lie. I didn't design it. My designer did it, but you know, the vision came from me. Hello. So uh, the set pack. What we're doing is it's basically, because it's $400 worth, it's two full packs, right, of everything you could ever imagine. So you get one for you and then you get one for someone to gift it to, okay, because it's Christmas. Now, to be clear, if you're a new listener to this podcast, Christmas is my jam. So don't be coming onto this podcast and thinking like, oh, Christmas is so stressful and anxiety. I don't want to hear it, okay, Karen? I don't want to hear stress and anxiety around Christmas. Take your negativity and fuck off, all right? Put your Crocs on, look at your box die in the mirror and fuck off. I was joking about the mirror. You clearly don't own a mirror at home. The amount of people I see just strolling around who haven't seen a shiny surface in what seems like months is shocking to me. But that's a different story. Anywho, uh, that's what today's giveaway is going to be. How do we enter to win the more than $400 James uh, Cosmetics gift pack is the question. It's uh, the ultimate Christmas bundle. I've got it down as a note here. If I don't say that, Adam will probably shoot me in the face. So... That's what it is, times two. So one for you, one for a gift, okay? I don't want to see you keeping both because that's not the Christmas spirit, all right? I mean, that wouldn't happen because there's no Karens or Cheryls in this group and they're not listening. So, And if you are listening, I don't know why you're here, okay? Get out. Anyway, so the bundle itself, I'm going to give you a little bit later on. I'm going to give you a unique, I don't know, password, code, something. I don't know what you want to call it. You can call it whatever you like. It'll be something. It'll be a word of some description and... I'll be giving it to you later, and that you'll put into the website, sammangan.com, hello, and once you've entered, we'll select a winner, okay? sammangan.com. If you can't spell my last name, fuck off. So that's where that's at. Um, some of you may say, Sam, why aren't you giving us the password now? Some would say it's because I haven't thought of the word yet. Some would say it's because it's strategically planned so you listen to the whole episode, okay? It's one or the other. If you know me well, I think you know which one it is. Anyway, so let's get into sort of a bit of an update, what's going on, what's happening. I feel like I wish this was like a two-way conversation, which I could like hear from you what's happening in your lives, but I'm just going to tell you what's happening in my life, really. Um, it's been some time since an episode has come out. I'm aware of that. So there's been quite a lot that's happened. I have the worst memory possibly in human history. So there's a very good chance I don't recall anyway what... Uh, has been happening. But uh, the team have made some notes here, which is fabulous, which is going to really help me um, sort of go over things. I've touched on the spider, Adam's called spider shutdown. Um, really what it was, was potentially a suburb shutdown. I was tempted to call in SWAT. I was tempted to call in the federal police. I felt as though we needed to create a cordoned off environment. The issue was the proximity of the spider to me, I couldn't increase that distance. So because I was locked in the studio, it's not the biggest space in the world. And it was at the only exit and entry point. I was cornered in, you know, it was a hostage scenario. I think that we needed to have hostage negotiators come in. So of course I was not happy. And of course I was then called, I mean, you've seen the video. I was like, we need to get someone in here. Now, the two people who came to the rescue are a vegan and a vegetarian, okay? The two of them are like, oh, let's not kill anything. Let's not harm any animals. Let's not, you know, like whatever. Okay, a spider isn't an entity. I'm sorry, okay? I am huge into animals, okay? Huge, right? If 
someone's, you know, in a movie getting taken out, I'd rather be a kid, to be totally honest with you. I mean, let's just be transparent about it, okay? If the kid gets taken out, I'm like, well, that's sad. Can we move on, please? Let's fast forward through the funeral, okay? It's not for me. When a, an animal dies in a movie, I'm devastated. I need a week off. I need to have a conversation with some people about why. You know, Marley and Me, can we talk about Marley and Me for a moment? Have you seen that movie? Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston. Are you having a laugh? I was sold on Owen Wilson in a movie, okay? And Jennifer Aniston. So, you know, for Jennifer Aniston to be there, it's got to be some sort of like poorly put together comedy moment. Love Jennifer Aniston, but like she really doesn't pick the, the greatest movies to be starring in, to be fair. She nailed it with friends and thereafter is a bit rough. But Owen Wilson, I was going in for a fun time. I should have been laughing. It should have been a hilarious moment. Next minute, I'm in the cinema with 300 women bawling their eyes out, okay? The puppy is unwell. The dog isn't doing so well. And when I could sense that things were going downhill, I was very uncomfortable. I'm sitting in the cinema. What's going on here? I'm asking the questions around me. I'm saying, the dog's not well. Why isn't the dog well? What's going on here? Why am I not laughing? Why isn't Owen Wilson doing something stupid? Okay. I did not sign up for this crap. So for me, the spider needs to be dead. Okay. That's animals. The spider is unrelated. Okay. It's not, I don't even know what category it's in. You know, insect, arachnid, I don't know. Filthy, disgusting abomination is what it should be called. I am, you know, against all of those types of things. You know, just get some mustard gas in here, burn the place to the ground, we're moving. You know, like, get it out. Now, I have a very secure perimeter around this this place. You know, we had a bug person coming, like a, you know, a, a killer, you know, a murderer, whatever you want to call them, I don't know. They handle the killing of the bugs. This gentleman came in and he was like, look, I can come every six months. I was like, that's a cool story. Come every month. Okay, come every month. One to two months, that's the extent of how long I can wait. We need to have it as often and as frequent as possible. If you're telling me that I'm being ripped off, I'm, I'm being overcharged, I'm paying too much, that is the least of my worries, okay? I want to know that we have an aggressive perimeter. I want to know that if we have like a moat of mustard gas surrounding the building here, that if the spiders are on the precipice looking and going, that ain't good, but let me tell you, once it gets to the six months and a day, we're in. I want them to know that it's being refreshed consistently. So they go, too fucking hard, let's pick another building. Exactly right, pick another building, go elsewhere. So I have an impenetrable fortress surrounding this place, okay? That is the question on everyone's lips. How is this monstrosity inside my building? Well, unfortunately, it was brought in on a wave of Christmas cheer. We are of the belief that the spider has come in via the Christmas tree. Now, this is deeply concerning to me because not only is it an abomination, but it has attached itself to the most joyous, most happy time of the year, and certainly one of the most sacred times in my life, it has attached itself to that to ride its way in. This goes down to psychological warfare, people. It knew how to get in. This spider has invested, I don't even know how long. It could have been camped out there since last year, knowing that it would eventually be carried under security, under really just, you know, a valet of security to get into the building because Nobody's ruining Christmas for me. That tree was getting in here under armed guard. It knew it was just going to be waltz straight into the building. You know, psychological warfare, I'm telling you. It knew, camped out, probably got in there as a fucking small little thing. Now it's a fucking size of a semi-trailer. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely not. So I'm truly disgusted that it happened to ride in on the Christmas tree. And that's how it got in here because some people were asking me how that was possible. And I was asking myself the same question, but it's come in via the Christmas tree. Let me tell you, I was involved in the full assembly of the Christmas in this office. We don't have someone external come in. I do it all with some of the team members um, and do a fabulous job if you don't fucking mind. But that means I was interact. I erected the tree myself. I was there. Put. That means it was there. 
It was sitting right in front of me. It was ready. But it didn't go out on a limb there, did it? It didn't come for me then. No, it waited. And it said, I'm going to chill. I'm going to sit here. Don't worry about that. We fluffed the tree for two hours. No, don't worry about it. I won't unveil myself. I will unveil myself when I am ready. And that spider unveiled itself when I was sitting right here in the comfort of my studio recording none other than a motherfucking Christmas episode for Courtney's podcast. So it had waited. It had come in on the Christmas cheer. It had then positioned itself right in my eyeline for the Christmas episode. If this isn't the grinchiest spider I have ever encountered in my entire life, I don't know what is. And how do we repay that? We casually escorted it out of the building and set it free elsewhere. This is not the standard I like to set. I will not have these filthy abominations coming into my premises and then being casually escorted out by hand to a new home. They should be murdered, absolutely obliterated. I wanted to drop an anvil on the damn thing. I wanted to just take out a flamethrower and burn it to the ground. It cannot be now getting around saying to other spiders in the community, I'll tell you how I got in, via the Christmas tree. So now the Christmas tree is going to need to be vetted every year. Now the Christmas tree location is going to need to be secured. We need to take further precautions. I can't explain to you how important this is. I do not like spiders. I will take all precautions to protect myself against them. It is unacceptable what is occurring. Anyway, that is Spidergate. Um, and we'll leave it there because I've really talked about it for a long time. But I just need you to be fully aware of how disgusting the whole situation is. Truly foul. Anyway... I'll touch on um, the Christmas decorations happening in the office a little bit later because we'll come back because I know we've really gotten into Christmas fast there, but I just need to just take a moment. I'm just going to have a bit of a, uh, a sipper. I've got these actual, these new, um, it's going to seem like a sponsored moment, but I just got these brand new uh, cups. Do you call them mugs? I, I'm not sure what the name you would call them. Well, this is a bottle uh, from Frank Green and they are cheeky deaky matte black with a black lid. Hello. It's got a little straw moment on there and they've sent it to me and it's got my initials on it as well. Hello. We love that. So yeah, that's a bit of a cool moment. Um, I'm living for that. So thanks for saying that to me. We used to have the spinning co. We still have the spinning co. Um, Water bottles. Many, many years ago, I changed. We used to have bottled water in the office for everyone. This is a long time ago now. And obviously that was uh, environmentally just not not a goer. So now we've brought in, you know, a water tank and whatnot. And then we gave all the staff water bottles to use. Problem was we've aggressively grown our staff this year. And so that really has meant that we just haven't kept up with the bottle situation. So there's probably only like, you know, 40% of the office, 35% of the office that even has those. So anyway, this is interesting. So maybe we need to get some more of these. But um, yeah, this is fabulous. They just sent it over to me um, as a little gift. So thank you to Frank Green. They're absolutely fabulous. It's like a real insulated moment so that the water stays cool. But this little straw thing, I didn't think I would like it, but I am right into it. It's just an easy access, you know? Mm. Mm. Okay. The straw's not working at the moment. Evidently, it needs to be all the way down. So I I, I blew that. The me- I ruined the mechanics. I can't even use a fucking water bottle. Anyway, so... A couple of key things to go over sort of here. Uh, I was reunited in Noosa recently. I was in Noosa for a couple of days. Uh, I was reunited with boysenberry ice cream. And I feel like I haven't touched on that on this podcast before. And if I have, maybe not aggressively enough. Boysenberry ice cream is the most superior ice cream available. If somebody fucking messages me and says mint choc chip, or if somebody messages me and says fucking chocolate, you can just wrap up your little sad party and go home, Okay. Chocolate ice cream is the crocs of shoes. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a thing. It's just too basic for me. Like, live a little. If you're looking for chocolate, go and buy marble. What are you doing? 
You don't need a chocolate ice cream. I'm not there for that. Sorry, that's unavailable to me. Boysenberry. That's an ice cream flavor. Let me tell you, not available everywhere. It's a very old classic, but what a banger. And you know what? Boysenberries themselves, I very rarely even see those in the supermarket. I certainly don't eat them. Where are they coming from? I don't even know. But the boysenberry ice cream is just a hot, it's just ribbons of boysenberry through a rich vanilla ice cream. Oh, absolutely stunning. And they have the, the Copenhagen in Noosa. If you've ever been to Noosa before, Hastings Street, which is basically the only street there, um, that matters, if you will, uh, is kind of where everything is. And the Copenhagen there is somewhat famous. It could just be famous in my mind, but somewhat famous because they actually have the crank your own sprinkles and other things behind the counter, but not behind the counter, sorry, on the customer side. So you can choose your own apportionment if you would like a sprinkle. And I appreciate that. It's the same problem that I have with sauce in this country. I should be able to choose my ketchup tomato sauce moment. I don't need someone behind the counter deciding how much sauce I will receive. I will choose the sauce. You know, like when you go to a fair or a fate or a any sort of outdoor situation, food trucks, whatever else, and you get hot chips from a van or whatever, and then they've just got the table set up with the, just the giant big tomatoes, and you just squeeze pump, you're just pushing down on it. You know, and you're like picking it up like Thor's hammy, just like slamming it down. I would like to choose my sauce apportionment. No one else knows the sort of sauce that I would like. And I don't want someone who's just sort of like, oh, I've just, you know, just the one pump and it's like a little fucking prissy little pump. No. You need to put some weight behind that. I need to make sure that the sauce is making it all the way to the bottom of that little cup that the chips are in because I can't just have sauce apportionment on the top layer of chips. Who am I? Some sort of serial killer? There needs to be sauce the whole way through. Now, it's difficult to layer because, of course, the chips are you know built up. So you need to get really down the bottom there. It creates more of like a side dippy moment. So you start with them over the top, already done, perfectly done. Then you, as you get down, it turns into a dippy dippy, which is totally fine. But I will decide. And I feel like that's very similar here. You do want to be able to decide your own sprinkle apportionment. And I feel like for the cost of sprinkles, calm down, who cares? But let me tell you, the boysenberry was just a whole vibe. It was incredible. Now, what had actually happened was, as everyone knows, I'm on a bit of a health journey. I am health. I am fitness. I'm fitness adjacent. I'm a fitness icon. I am wellness. I am, you know, wellness 2.0, health 2.0. There's a whole bunch of things. Um, you know, prepare for my fitness program to come out soon for sure. Um, and... I had actually achieved, right before going to Noosa, my lightest weight I have ever been in my life. So that was, of any sort of like living memory that I have as an adult, obviously, like someone must be like, oh, what about when you're a kid? Shut up. No one cares. So of living memory. And so I was kind of like to myself, I'm going to go like light in Noosa, you know, like health adjacent, light is where we're going. That was sort of the, the mood for the trip. Then I got there and saw Boysenberry and uh, it became um, Sam 1.0, uh, Sam pre-COVID, who was just eating whatever. So it was like 17 cones a day, really. Uh, and you know what? Zero regrets. Because where do you buy Boysenberry? Fucking nowhere. Nobody sells the damn stuff. It's outrageous. And you have to get it from like streets and whatnot. But you know what's even better about Boysenberry? It kind of pops up in the weirdest places, but mostly places where you're like holiday fun adjacent. So it's stocked at Dreamworld, random. It's stocked in Noosa and it's stocked in Hamilton Island's ice cream shop. So I feel like good vibes, good ice cream, get around it. If you don't have boysenberry, don't even fucking call me back. That was Noosa. It was a bit of a vibe up there. And they had like a cabana moment by the pool where you're like by the pool, but you've got someone serving you personally and you've got shade. I'm not a big person who's just sitting by the pool sunbaking, okay? Like my skin can't handle that. I like see the sun and I'm red immediately. It's just like, oh, you're a tomato, the, the end of that. And of course, also like skin cancer, like everywhere in my family. So like, absolutely not. Um, and I feel like I'd be fucking 
laying out for about 30 seconds that if I hadn't gone red, Courtney would just appear as if from nowhere and then hit me over the head with something. So uh, absolutely not. So it's like a fully shielded in moment. I mean, you can sit out in the sun if you'd like to, but where I was able to sit was not. Very loungy, bringing your food, bringing your drinks, blah, blah, blah. They had a nachos that was a no though. You know, nachos is important. We should talk about nachos. Nachos are a crucial holiday item on a food, on a room service menu, you know, on a, on a pool service, on a room service, on a whatever menu. It is crucial. You need it on there. And I just feel like a nachos is not that hard to make. It's not brain surgery. How on earth can you not make it? I don't get what's going on. It's not like a, a steak where it's like, oh, you can't cook it right. A nachos is, is just really construction, um, which is exactly why construction Sam is so successful because he can build a nachos unlike anyone else. Whereas this nachos was really blah. And also it actually follows what I've just been talking about with the fries. You can't be having hot chips where just the top layer is tomato sauced. The same way you can't have a nachos where all of the toppings are only on the top and then underneath nothing happens. It is a construction. It's layers, people. It's like a development. You're going up in the high rise. You need to have foundations the whole way through. There's chips, but there's also still an interior fit out. You don't just get to the penthouse and there's furniture although that's really where I like to be, you still have furniture in the lower levels. You still need toppings on the lower levels. It's just silliness. And they sort of dollop it on top like, that's fine, you can do a dippy-dippy. No, this is poor construction. And the construction there was not good. Anyway, everything else is pretty fab, though. The drinks were great. They were doing a lychee martini by the uh, by the pool, so that was a real vibe for me. What else have I got on this list here for life updates? Um, that's good. Oh, the Howard Smith Wharves. Let me tell you a story, right? So we were in Brisbane uh, the other day. My very, very good friend, Taylor, one of my oldest friends in the world. She turned 30 the other day. Oh my Lord, we're getting old. I can't even. So she turned 30 the other day. So we went to Brisbane. We stayed for a couple of nights at the, uh, the Cattle Hotel. Stunning. It's all a bit too vibey for me personally. I'm not cool enough. Can we talk about a hotel for a minute? I mean, I'm getting on tangents here. Adam's going to fucking slap me. But I don't like a hotel where when I step out of the bed, I'm not on carpet. I like a soft landing out of the bed. I don't like a hard floor. It just doesn't feel like a, a luxurious moment. I'm happy for it to be hard floors, obviously, in bathrooms and in the common areas and whatnot. A stunning wood never hurt anybody. A tile, hello. But I just feel like in the bedroom when I step, you know, like I just don't need it. I'm getting out of the bed barefoot. I just don't want to be stepping on a cold, hard floor. I just feel like a, a carpet is a nice, you know, a shag moment even is, is stunning. And when I say a shag moment, we need to not get it carried away. I don't want people to think it's like Austin Powers adjacent, like 80s, what's even happening. It's some sort of like mirror on the roof situation. I'm talking a stunning, well-crafted, you know, creamy beige, not beige, cream white, you know, hello moment. Or if you can get like a really nice charcoal if you know what you're doing. Um, I don't have kids, so personally in my house, it's a, you know, stunning Something cream, but um, you know what I mean? Like, I just like to step out onto that. I just, why am I, it's, it's all very vibey. And like everyone at the Cal, it's all very like um, Instagram moments. It's all very photos and whatnot. Like, don't get me wrong. I've taken plenty of photos there, but it's just a real vibe. Hellenica, I will say, which is there is stunning, really beautiful setting. And that's where we had lunch for Taylor's birthday. So we were there. It's, you know, your poolside, the food's fabulous. It was sort of like health adjacent because it's like a lot of protein. Um, it was it was a fabulous day. The drinks there are absolutely incredible. Great vibe too. You know, really good vibe. They got a DJ when we were there. It was a Saturday. Um, it was all happening. So right into that. And at the end of the night, we ended up deciding to go to Howard Smith Wars to continue our, our beverage consumption. Now, obviously COVID's on. I understand that. Thanks for coming. But for me, I just feel like that whole area is just like vapid and disgusting. Like I'm not sure what's going on down there, but let me tell you a story that is really like, wow, 
there is a lot happening down there. It's too many people. We arrive down, we take that elevator shaft from what seemed like heaven to hell, and we go out and it's like, oh, it's an hour wait to get in here. And you're looking, it's like, who's? why are we waiting an hour to get to this joint? What's so good about it? Outdoor park benches, looking at a fucking bridge. Hello? What do I get? And also, are we trying to pretend the story bridge is the harbour bridge? I don't really, what, is that is that a thing? I, have I missed something? I'm not really sure, but anyway. Um, I don't really get it. Let's wait an hour. You go inside, you sit at a park bench, and then you got to go and get your own drink. There's no one coming around. It's like 5,000 people in there. I don't know what's going on. And because COVID's on, it's not like a free flow. You're standing outside waiting. And it is just, I am not built for a line, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know that's coming as a surprise to any of these listeners. But, you know, you're all tens. You're doing the people's work. You, your lines aren't for you either. But you know for me, for sure, doing the Lord's work, I shouldn't be standing in a line. It's not for me. I stand around. I get agitated. I start judging people's outfits live. As I get more agitated, I start to get more vocal. The volume control is out. It's just not good. I was also standing outside in what was like 300,000 degree heat, waiting to get into this place, wondering why people come here. So we had friends go and scout other locations. This place, you know, something, Percy's place or something, that's an hour and something away, and this one's an hour away, and this one's 40 minutes away. What is everyone waiting for? I would understand if you're lining up at SK, have you tried the risotto? Have you tried the truffle on the top? Hello? Have you had the lobster cocktail? What the fuck are we lining up at the Howard Smith Wharves for? Just sit in front of a scummy river with a second-rate bridge? I'm so confused. Why are people there? It was very confusing to me. We finally got access after what seemed like 17 months. I felt like I'd fucking turned 35 in that line. We finally get access to the place, and you sort of look around, you're kind of like, yeah, I mean, what, I don't, what are we doing here? And then it's like, oh, you've lined up to get in here. Now you've got to find a table, fight like barbarians. All of a sudden it's fucking, you know, World War Three, trying to find a table. You're standing over people like some sort of psychopath. You're all of a sudden a stalker on every single person. All of a sudden you see an empty drink and you're like, are you guys done? You look fucked. You should probably leave. We'll have your table. I, I don't understand. Then you've got to go on live to get a drink. How many lines are you instituting? I can't even do one. Now I'm in four or five. It's just not for me. Then you find one bar. It's like, this is no line here. Yeah, it's because all they serve is fucking beer. Who wants a beer in a thousand degree heat? Who wants a beer anyway? I don't drink beer. I mean, again, I don't think that's coming as a shock to anyone who's listening to this podcast, but it is not a vibe. Sorry, not for me. A lychee martini is all you need in your life. Or occasionally if I want like a really thirst quenching moment, a lot of places now have uh, an alcoholic ginger beer on their menu. Oh, stunning. That in like a tall, it's so mask, mask for mask, if you will. It's so masculine though, like you're drinking out of like a tall glass. You can't really tell from across the room, is it a beer? Is it not? Uh, you know, oh, a couple of ice cubes in there. You are on fire. That's stunning. If you have an alcoholic ginger beer, you really need to try it out. Um, but yeah, Howard Smith War. I mean, I'm sorry, but that just was a whole lot for me. And I'm just not sure about it. Okay. Seems like a no. The next major update for me is really uh, Christmas. We're into the Christmas season. This is a Christmas episode. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Not happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Um, you're more than welcome to have a happy, hol- happy holiday, but I will be saying Merry Christmas. It's unacceptable to say anything else. So uh, firstly, not enough people in shopping centers are saying it. Not enough people in retail. I need to know that when I'm purchasing something and I'm leaving the counter, I'm getting Merry Christmas. At the moment, I'm not coming in full ball yet because it's not the 1st of December. And I understand that some people would like to wait until then. But if it gets to 1st of December and people aren't saying Merry Christmas, I'm furious. I always say when I finish my transaction at a counter, I always say Merry Christmas. And then they usually respond with it. But they should be offering it first. And let me tell you, if it's laziness, fuck off. 
If it's sensitivity, you can just fucking pack up your sad little box and get the fuck out of here. Anyway, so Christmas installation. Christmas is very important. Christmas installation for me happens from around the 1st of November. Now, it's this year I'm doing very different Christmas. I'm spending Christmas in Canberra with some family. So um, I'm leaving early. I need to know that I'm getting maximum Christmas joy. It's a substantial movement in my life. It's not just some sort of, we just bang a tree up, like some sort of heathens. We don't just like throw a tree up, like whatever happens. What's the color scheme this year? What's the direction this year? What is my annual Christmas party going to be? theme because then the train is to play into the theme. What is the theme of the office? What is the theme going to be in the broader staff area? What colors are we allowing? What colors are we disallowing? Things change and move rapidly for Christmas. One year I had rose gold. The next year I was offended by rose gold. You've got to keep moving with the times, people. So for me, it's a real exploratory moment. This year at the house is very classic Christmas. There's reds, there's, uh, you know, stunning golds, there's silvers, but, you know, there's not really a lot. It, it, it's it's more of a simple moment. We've added ribbon this year to the tree. It's absolutely stunning. The tree this year is spectacular. And the last piece has finally arrived, which took far too long because I needed the really the correct – I don't like being able to see the stand on a tree. And I think those people who put down those, like, carpet mat moments over their tree stands, I can't quite get there on those. I'm not offended by them but I can't quite get there. They never quite look right. There's just something missing, but I, I, I don't know. It's just never quite right. So I've got this stunning little uh, you know, metal cage moment. That's, or cage is the wrong word, but this metal encasing, this beautiful, rich Christmas red that encapsulates the stand so you can't see it anymore. Oh, it's absolutely stunning. To be clear, Christmas red, when I refer to Christmas red, it's different to regular red. There are some people like this cheap and nasty red and it is not a Christmas red. It is not an approved Christmas color. One of the future episodes is to talk about that, so I'll leave it there. But it is Christmas red. Anyway, so the tree has gone up. Then I've got all sorts of different things. All the centerpieces on my tables and my kitchen benches and all of it, they all change for Christmas as well. I've got beautiful silver pieces that have lights inside them. I've got, you know, magical Christmas trees that go places. I've got um, installations going out the front and all sorts happen. Then I have my annual uh, friendmas party, which is my Christmas party for my close friends. Then I have a whole different installation coming there, all beautiful florals. I have all my actual furniture removed, new event furniture brought in, which matches the aesthetic that then really sets the place off. It is a serious motherfucking time. For Christmas here at the office this year, same thing, big installation. So, uh, and again, we handled it ourselves. So we have the stunning Christmas tree. It's my largest Christmas tree that I've ever owned, which I die for because we have high ceilings here at the office, a 3.1 meter tree. Oh, absolutely stunning. We then here, rather than having the, the, uh, cause I couldn't quite find the right thing to cover the, uh, the tree stand because it's, um, there's no reds on the tree here. Uh, what we're doing here is we're doing, uh, boxes that are all beautifully wrapped in a gold wrapping paper and then have our custom mangan group, uh, ribbon on it, a beautiful stunning black satin ribbon with a nice gold foiled logo on there. Hello, stunning. So that then sort of cascades around the tree to cover the stand and really sets it off. The tree this year at the office is not decorated. So we just have lights in the tree and it's that really plush green moment with a really nice, beautiful, warm light. And that then matches the garland that runs up the uh, the staircase to the staff area, um, to the bullpen as we call it. And that again is just a beautiful green garland, really nice and full with a beautiful warm light running straight up that. So it all sort of ties in. This year I brought in a stunning little uh, life-size reindeer moment at the front door. He's like a cartoon. He's cute. He's funny. He's wearing a Santa hat. He's got a real atmosphere. He's got a little He's got an attitude, really. I come in every day. He's smiling. He's happy. He's spreading the Christmas joy. We also, if you followed uh, the Christmas Secret Santa selection lunch that I held for the staff, that day is when we unveil the decoration. So 
no one knew they were going in. They just turned up the next day and it was all here. That's the magic of Christmas, doing the small things, doing the most, if you will, doing the Lord's work. Having people come in and not realizing the place being transformed, that's stunning. You know, that's the kinds of things that I like to see happening at Christmas. It's the small differences that make people smile during this season. Do not call me back about anxiety, you stupid fucker. So then we also have this stunning floral installation put in in the office. That's being changed every single week because obviously flowers die, but also like change it up, keep it fresh, keep it happening because that's stunning. Need it. Also having some beautiful florals put in the staff area. I've got more garland upstairs as well and some, you know, pieces, ho, ho, ho. I've got some reindeers that are sort of in a, a beautiful red, Christmas red again. Uh, and some silvers. So it's really important to me here at the office. I'm getting some beautiful florals put in my office. It's just all happening. Christmas is important to me. And I think the idea is that you just need to really feel the season. You need to go to that level. You need to arrive where you need to, to get everyone else to come with you. If you set the standard for happiness and for joy, people will follow. Belinda, who works for me, who does a fabulous job overseeing product and customers for James Cosmetics, she joined me as a bit of a Grinch. Wasn't her favorite time of year. Not a big celebrator. Let me tell you, a couple of years with me, we're turning the, not even a couple, I think it's one year. One year with me, we're turning that ship around. She's getting right into it. You know, you exude happiness at this time of year. People will follow. It is contagious. Christmas is the best time of year. You need to get on board. Hello, we're giving away a motherfucking package every week. It's so good. While I'm onto that topic, um, the Christmas bundle, let's talk the password. So sammangan.com, you'll see the entry there. You just got to pop your little details in. And today's password will be, oh, what should we make it? This is bad. I shouldn't be asking you guys. Oh, well, it'll be it'll be reindeer. Let's make it reindeer because oh, can everyone spell reindeer? Look it up. Uh, reindeer because of our good friend at the very front front of the door, very front of the door. Oh, that's bizarre English. The reindeer who's at the door. Uh, let's do it as that. We never came up with a name for him. Let's do it as reindeer. Reindeer is a secret code. Love you the absolute most. Pop that in there, and you'll be in for a chance to win two ultimate Christmas bundles from James Cosmetics. You'll get the. Full new collection. The set, completely sold out. Hydra squared, multiply your hydration, completely sold out. That's the full gold face. Let me tell you a story. The James Cosmetics new products, the three liquid masks, they'll change your life. The AHA mask is the best product I have ever released. Full stop, hands down, stop talking. It is phenomenal. It's an alpha hydroxy acid product. You put it on your face, light cleanse, tighten those pores, your face will feel like a cloud after it. So soft. Hello. You need it. The hydrating one is just like an absolute vibe. I mean, it's such a potent formulation, hydrating as fuck. If you're going to be having a bit of a sippy sippy over Christmas, you know, a bit of a uh, a drinkeroo, that's the mask you need. Well, it's sold out, so I don't even know why I'm selling it to you, but you should get it at some stage when it comes back. Um, And then also, you know, this episode is coming out on the second. So I can also say we have unveiled this year's Christmas collection for James Cosmetics, which includes the Christmas products, our annual Christmas box. We have four Christmas eye mask boxes this year and one Christmas face mask box. The designs are stunning. The perfect gift. Hello. All of these products, as I said, are stunning. You're going to get those in the bundle. All these products are incredible. It's the only way to buy one box and try multiple different masks. But drum roll, please. There is a brand new mask in the box. We have released rose gold. Now that is the only way you can buy the rose gold eye mask. It's to buy the Christmas bundles. So you'll receive a rose gold eye mask in every single box. Um, So whichever one you buy, if you buy four of them, you get four of the rose gold eye. And let me tell you, it's the hydrate mask and it is 
fucking insane. We've been working for a very long time because our eye masks are made under heat to be able to use certain ingredients that don't die off at a certain heat when, that we have to reach, and we've hit it. Okay, we've got CoQ10 in it. It's just phenomenal. It's a coenzyme Q10. Uh, they're phenomenal. It is going to hydrate the under eyes like never before. Get around it. So that's sammangan.com. The password is reindeer. It's all happening. Continuing on, this week's main topic, although I've just talked for the fucking last 35 minutes, so it feels like today's main topic is going to be shorty got low, low amount of content. Um, but today's topic is really surrounding I am health. So as you all know, I'm health, I'm a health adjacent, I'm a fitness influencer, I'm a fitness icon, fitness just adjacent, uh, wellness, you know, in addition to that, I'm obviously, you know, releasing apps, programs, documentation, um, you know, download.com, uh, you know, there's all sorts happening really, hello. So for my I am health journey, um, as everyone is aware, when I went into COVID, uh, my phone for the first time really in a very, very, very long time uh, was somewhat quiet. It has not happened for a very long time that I can wake up and my phone not be insane from day one. And th that was the case, which was incredible. But it also left me being a bit like, what do we do? And because it was COVID was on, obviously, aggressively at the time with the lockdowns, I couldn't be designing new, uh, you know, new products and new business, nothing. Normally when I have downtime, I'm new projects, new things. Couldn't do much because nothing was happening, you know? So that was uh, an interesting change for me. So I decided, and I've always said, when people are sort of like, ah, oh, you know, just do one more hour a day. What's one hour in a day? What's 60 minutes? It's only like 0.1% of your whole, shut up. Okay. Thanks for the maths lesson. I can work out how little a time 60 minutes in a day. That's not, you know, blah. Okay. Fuck off. So basically everyone always says that to me and it's like, can you just make more time? It's like, I can't just make more time. If I reduce my sleep anymore, we really risk the the entire you know brand we've been building here because I'm not very nice on regular sleep. Even less sleep, you want to avoid me in you know shopping centers. If you're walking slow, I would avoid me at all costs. You know, so when COVID hit, I was like, well, I have time now. So for the first time ever, I was like, we're going to change this up. We're going to make a difference. We're going to do it. So I was walking uh, to get my coffee every day rather than you know driving to go and get it or having it at the office because I wasn't coming to the office. So I would walk to get my coffee every day, do calls on that sort of route, do my staff call when I got to coffee. I was riding my bike every day. It was just all happening. Slowly it was weight loss. I was cooking at home every day. I mean, I am a chef. I am Gordon Ramsay, you know, like health adjacent, fitness adjacent. I mean, really culinary extreme and expert. Um, you know, I keep opening the letterbox every day wondering why there's just not one of those Michelin stars just sitting in there. It's fucking bizarre, but that's okay. One day. Um, and so for me, I just sort of started to make those sort of slow changes here and there, just being a bit more healthier choices, making a few more healthier choices. And also again, because of COVID, I was at home. So I wasn't eating out events when I normally have to go to where you, you know, it's the canapes plate or the hors d'oeuvres and whatnot. And they come around and it's like, you know, it's all bread, carb adjacent, so hard. So I started doing that. I focused most of my eating around a low carb diet. That's just because it works for me. I'm not a fad person. I've always done low carb. Keto isn't something that I've ever done as like a thing. It's just, I've always eaten low carb my whole life. I was taught about that from a very young age from my dad. So that's just where I got there. Workout wise, as I said, I was moving every day and then I was doing an at-home workout every single day from the Emily Sky Fit program um, that I work on. So for the first time, I wasn't just watching that to sort of all play out. I was participating myself Hello, So I was doing that as well and just making big, big moves. And really it highlighted very quickly how poor my fitness was and how badly things had sort of gotten. But that was where I started back in like, I don't know, April-ish vibes. And to today, which is so weird that today is the day that I'm recording this podcast and this has been the outcome. But today is the very first day that I have lost in total 
20 kilos. So I've been working for the last sort of little bit to just sort of work that last piece off just so I hit 20 because I wanted to lose 20 in 2020, hello. And it has been rather stubborn, but we got there. So today, which is again, just so bizarre that this morning I would wake up hitting 20 and then this is the podcast. It's all fucking meant to be. Do you know why it's meant to be? It's a Christmas special. It's a Christmas miracle. Christmas, anything can happen. Magical times. So I hit 20 kilos. I lost 20 kilos since April. And it's not until you start seeing photos that you really like, what happened here? I might even put in the private Facebook group, uh, literally nobody cares on Facebook, this photo. So we have a video that we use for promo for the business um, where I'm sitting on a couch talking in like an interview style. We just recently re-recorded it. Wow. The difference in the before and after. What was Sam doing? But anyway, that's a separate issue. So we've lost 20 kilos. We're so about that vibe. In addition to we've just lost weight because it's not all about that. Um, fitness is a whole different level. So now I'm doing three days a week at the gym, maybe four on some days. Um, I'm the fittest, I'm the healthiest, and I'm by far the lightest I've ever been in my entire life. I have never seen these numbers on the scale that I'm seeing now. It's the first time ever. So that's fabulous. Now, I haven't been consistently dieting the entire time, to be totally transparent. I haven't been great the whole time. I took about a month off at some stage. You know, there's been a couple of weeks where I've just been like, blah. So it's not been a consistent, aggressive journey the whole way. But still, it's sort of a different type of lifestyle now. And what I will say is this. Just recently, I started adding walking into my regime. So after COVID sort of lightened off and then I was back in the office and things were crazy again, I wasn't able to do the you know casual morning walks to get my coffee, luxury gone. So uh, I was just going to the gym three days a week. And the secret to making the gym work, and you've probably seen this on my Instagram, is that we schedule it in my day. So I've just made a conscious effort where everyone used to be like, just going after work, just whatever. I'm not going to... If I'm wrecked after work, it's unlikely. So what we started doing now, rather than it being like an ad hoc, pick a day, I'll go sort of vibe, is that we've scheduled it in my calendar. So at two o'clock, three days a week, I leave the office, go to a gym that's about 30 seconds from my house, from my house, what am I saying that? From my office, train, and I come back to the office. So I'm gone for a total of about 45, 50 minutes, and I've trained three days a week. That's the only way to make it work. Jess is like, get the fuck out of here, go to the gym, and we move. So that's really been fantastic. That's been a huge change. But what's been massive is the walking. I really think that walking is underrated and certainly was underrated by me. I was kind of like walking. What's that going to do? What a waste of time. I'm going to the gym doing weights and stuff. That's what's burning the fat. Absolutely not. Completely wrong. The walking vibe has been unbelievable. So every day I walk now for three kilometers. So it takes me about 25 minutes to walk three kilometers, um, you know, out and back to my house in the mornings. I take all my morning calls while I'm on that walk. So it's totally fine. Um, can still be working at the same time. And, you know, I go sort of about somewhere between 4.30 and 5. I try and leave. Some days it's a little bit later than that, but it's usually around there. Um, I try and go, and that's every single day. If not you know, seven days a week, probably probably six days a week. And then on the weekends, I try and do a longer walk, like a 5K walk, and I might go to Broad Beach and walk by the beach or somewhere else. So it's a bit of a change of scenery and do a bit of a longer walk, join some friends, et cetera. Um, but that has been a game changer. So I spent a couple of weeks in the lead up to sort of this last transition, trying to just get rid of this last bit of weight to make it 20, um, total. And let me tell you, I had a couple of weeks there where I was just eating, not horribly, but not great. You know, I was eating whatever I wanted at restaurants, occasional marble, obviously a couple of chips here and there, Corinthians you say for Christmas. Absolutely. And so that was happening. But the walking meant that I didn't put any weight on. So I was still going to the gym three days a week, but the walking stopped me putting weight on. So I cannot express this enough to you. This season is obviously a difficult one because there's so many parties and so many events and absolutely not will I be eating healthy 
Absolutely not. I'm not that person. I'm not a healthy person. I am not health in that way. I'm realistic health, okay? I will be going to parties and I'll be drinking alcohol. I'll be eating the carby food. And I won't be like, I'm allowing myself just the one piece of pizza. It's Christmas. I'll be having the whole damn thing if I want it. And I'll be following it up with a fucking lychee martini. And I'll be following it up with some marble. That's what I'll be doing. But what I've noticed is if I walk every day, I can counteract a lot of that damage so that when I get to sort of next year and I'm going to be a bit more sensible about things once I'm out of the December vibes, then I haven't like lost all this traction, which was amazing. So the walking has been a game changer. I didn't believe it. I've got an Apple Watch too. And I do think that's somewhat not inspires you because I'm not someone that needs inspiration, but I do like the gamification of things where you can track, I am doing three kilometers. I can see this is the speed, which is faster than yesterday. I'm ahead of that. You know, I like the fact that it's tracking that I can see in my phone, sort of historical where I'm going and what's happening. And so I like those sorts of things. I think that's kind of a vibe. So for me, the walking has been a game changer. I would suggest anyone getting onto it. A lot of questions I'm getting from people about how, you know, Obviously, for those people who've come to this podcast, uh, some people will have gone to Courtney's podcast, which is She Was the Fire, um, which is a much more regular podcast and, and really has a lot of purpose and value to it, unlike this where I just get on a whinge. Um, and on that podcast, she's spoken about her weight loss journey where she had a weight loss surgery. So I've had a lot of people who've messaged me asking if I did the same thing. Um, I did not. Uh, I, I've lost the, the weight um, via the, the exercise that you've seen me doing on my Instagram and through sort of the food decisions. Um, very much, again, a low-carb lifestyle sort of fits my lifestyle a bit more. I will never be someone who's like weighing out their food or counting this or counting. No, fuck off. Absolutely not, Cheryl. I will not be doing that. So I just like to be able to sort of go to a restaurant and be like, I can order the steak. That's what it is. Do I have a sauce with it? Absolutely every time. Okay, I'm getting a creamy sauce. It's a creamy-based sauce that's somewhat better. Is there sugar in it? Absolutely. Are there carbs in it? Absolutely. But in the spirit of the overall lifestyle change, that's what's going on. I don't diet with a very specific sort of uh, outcome in mind or, or a data set in mind where it's like I can't have this and I can't, so then I need to not do this and not do that. If it's one of those nights and I have some chocolate and I, you know, it was a good day, but I, it's, it's just what happens. That's life and that's what's going to happen. So it's more of a, a lifestyle movement that I'm trying to make. But what I've seen is that because I am not someone who's that dedicated to dieting at all, um, the walking is what is the, the key to all of this. So I can slip up far more because that's happening. And I just didn't think that walking would add all of that extra burn, but it really does. So can't suggest walking enough. Um, I'm doing a lot of weights at the gym, uh, a lot of upper body and whatnot, which has been fantastic, starting to sort of see results in my body, which is, I guess, ideal. It's the the aim of the game. Um, as I said, that'll make things obviously easy to sell my new fitness program that's coming out, you know. Uh, you know, we'll make sure that's out for a new year. Uh, fitness programs, fitness, you know, just downloads, fitness sheets, just work out with Sam. I might just do like a real Jane Fonda moment, just get like a little, uh, you know, headband and some wristbands and and just do a whole video, might, might just be a full 30 minutes. That's a fucking joke if someone's not getting it, um, just in case. Uh, that will never be happening. The fact that I posted content from the gym is a fucking miracle because absolutely not. Uh, it's really not for me uh, at all. So yeah, basically that's the I Am Health journey. I've hit 20 kilos today. I am two pant size down. As everyone knows, my general barometer for when I need to start losing weight is my shirt size. If I ever hit an XL, I know it's time to turn off the tap and stop eating. I'm actually in a medium now. So we've really gone the other direction. So I'm in a medium shirt. I'm in uh, two size smaller pants, which is fabulous. It's just all happening. I mean, I'm single. So, you know, we need to be doing something. Hello. Um, but that's where it's at. So yeah, thrilled with the I'm health movement. If there's any other questions, you can let me kind of know if there's something in particular you want to know. But if, you know, 
on the food stuff, I think it's very boring for a lot of people, but it's very boring. Every day I make, oh, and people who mess me about fucking eggs in the morning. And they're like, they look gross. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that you there, fucking Gordon Ramsay, fucking Jamie Oliver? Although I don't like Jamie Oliver, but Jamie, I mean, sorry that I'm not plating up fucking Michelin standard breakfast. I'm whipping something together in 15 minutes to get out the damn door. Let me tell you though, these are a 10 out of 10. This is Gordon Ramsay's egg recipe. So I do three eggs with a little bit of butter in there. You whisk that, you know, whisk, you know, you're stirring that around, not a whisk moment. You're stirring that around. Don't salt and pepper. Salt and pepper ruins eggs if they're not cooked. Okay. Don't do it. You're stirring that around on a sort of a, a reasonable heat. Heat is a bit of a lower heat. I don't know the time. Stir that around. Get to the end when they're sort of formed, some sour cream in there, salt and pepper, and then I am adding the secret ingredient, which is Worcestershire sauce. Oh, my Lord. That's going to change your life. Worcestershire eggs. Three eggs, boom. So, so tasty. I have that literally every single morning for breakfast. Um, Well, five days a week. On the weekends, I probably don't even eat breakfast, to be honest with you. But that's where we're at. And the other time of the week that I'm going to the gym, so I'm going Monday, Wednesdays, occasional Fridays, but definitely Saturdays. The Saturday is a great vibe because what I was finding in my weeks was that I'm waking up on a Saturday and burning Saturday mornings. I don't do anything. I'm always doing something during the day and something usually at night, but nothing in the morning. I just sort of lay around, sit around, do nothing. So now I'm going to the gym at 9, 10 so that I can get in there, just sort of, you know, all done, wrapped up before 10. And then I find that like you've used the morning. You feel better about it. I'm not just sitting around doing nothing. Um, sometimes go with friends and we go to breakfast after. A bit of a vibe. Trying to make it work into my lifestyle was the only way that was going to work because I ain't working around it. It better work around me. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I go in the middle of the day, etc. And that was the key. To people who are like, oh, you can make time. The only way for me to make it work was in my existing schedule. I couldn't add extra time. There was no, oh, it's only point one. But shut up. I wasn't able to do that. But now that we've put it into my calendar, that's how we've made it work. So if you're in a position to do that, I much, you know, I, I strongly recommend it. But if you're not and you're in a workplace or whatever, you should ask your boss. A lot of people are doing these flexible work situations now. Maybe you can get out for an hour. You know, it's a vibe. And it's built into your day, speeds your day up, and you've done something good for yourself. Anyway, that's the end of the I Am Health update. That is the end of episode one. It is the Christmas special, four episodes, huge giveaways. Every week, the giveaway is getting better. Although this week's fucking great. You can see where we're going with things, okay? It is going to hit a crescendo like no other. Stand by for that. We are coming in hot for Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to your family. Merry Christmas to everyone. And because Christmas is the most wonderful time of year, and this is the only time you'll hear me say this, Merry Christmas to you, Cheryl. Merry Christmas to you, Karen, and Merry fucking Christmas to you, Christy hyphen Lee. That's episode one. I love you the absolute most for doing the people's work. Sorry for the massive delay to come to these episodes. I was busy doing the Lord's work, but I'm continuing on with that now. Have a fabulous rest of the week.